0: What is up guys welcome to another episode of the timeline riff or not the just timeline riff what is it number three episode number three we are here in florida survived the hurricane uh not really a big deal where i'm at to be honest uh i woke up this morning and i went to work and nobody bothered to tell me that we weren't going to work today so that was cool but in all actuality i feel like it was unnecessary i'm in the tampa area so I'm a little bit beneath where the hurricane made landfall. And I think it made landfall at like a Category 4 or something like that. But over here, we didn't get much of anything. I'm right by the coast. Uh, there was a little bit of swelling. And they evacuated some of the people that are closer to the beach than I am. There's a main highway blocking, uh, <clears throat> blocking me from the beach. And so people on the other side of that highway got evacuated, not me. And so, and then I had a, a a podcast lined up today, but that ended up not panning out um, due to some technical issues on my guest's end. And I was all set up to do a show, and so I figured, screw it, I might as well do one anyway. Uh, get a little bit of practice in, you know. I'm on Alpha Brain uh, and coffee, and so I'm all worked up. So screw it, we're gonna do it anyway. Let's start today off with some timeline riff. Present. I'm still figuring this out, guys. I'm sorry. Boom, boom, and boom. Share. Let's go. All right. What do we got first? Actually, I want to save that one for last. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, oh, there's some stuff I was supposed to delete out of this timeline riff, and I didn't do it. So let's go up here to this one was interesting from uh, Jay. Hold up. Here we go. Boom. And let's click on that one. All right, Jay, Mr. Motion 80, at Mr. Motion 80. I like this. This is a list of uh, coincidences having to do with um Lincoln and jfk and i've seen this before but i thought it was pretty cool that it was in a big list right here i've seen some of these things before and so uh, i figured i'd share them with you guys because they're a lot of fun did i verify any of these things no dude i did not verify any of these things hey what up death how are you brother uh and what's going on that looks like a swear word in japanese i'm not going to say it this early into the uh the stream or i'm going to get pulled down dude Thanks for being here, guys. So let's hop into what uh, JX, right? What was that his name? I'm sorry. Let's get that one more time. Boom, boom, boom. Mr. Motion, J. Mr. Motion, 80. Coincidence or not, Lincoln had seven letters in his last name. Kennedy had seven letters in his last name. That's mild. That's still mild. We're in the realm of mild shit. Was born, Lincoln, was born the second child in his family. Kennedy was born the second child in his family. Okay. Still pretty mild. Lincoln married a woman in his 30s. or oh, I'm sorry. Married in his 30s, a woman in her 20s. Kennedy married in his 30s, a woman in her 20s. Okay. Still pretty mild. This is run-of-the-mill shit, right? Uh, Lincoln was first elected to the House in 1846. Uh, Kennedy was first elected to the House in 1946. Okay. Get a little bit, get a little bit more interesting. Lincoln. Failed to win the vice presidential nomination in 1856. Kennedy failed to win his vice presidential nomination in 1956. Okay. Cool. Lincoln won the election in 1860. Kennedy won the election in 1960. Uh, Lincoln was elected to the term he was, I'm sorry, was elected to the term he was assassinated on November 8th. Is it me or is that sentence a little funky? Kennedy was elected to the term. He was assassinated on November 8th. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they were both assassinated on the same day. That's interesting. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That is a little strange. Both of them on November 8th, huh? Okay. Uh, Lincoln was elected with less than 50% of the popular vote, and so was Kennedy. Lincoln defeated Stephen Douglas, who was born in 1813, and Kennedy defeated, defeated Richard Nixon, who was born in 1913. Okay, see, when the numbers happen, I'm a little bit more inclined to, to go, the numbers are weird. I'll, I'll give them that. The numbers are weird. Uh, Lincoln had a vice president named Johnson. Kennedy had a vice president named Johnson. Okay, all right. And I, we're only like a third of the way through this list. This is already getting interesting. Boom, boom, boom. Where were we? Johnson. We were all over Johnson. Okay, here we go. Uh, Lincoln dealt with major civil rights issues, and so did Kennedy. Yeah, that's a little mild. That's mild for my taste. I want some a little bit spicier. Let's go. Okay. All right. I, I asked for it. So Lincoln suffered the death of a child while in the White House. So did Kennedy. Okay, like I said, I didn't verify any that's not what the hey, if you're here, if you're if you're on this show, there's a the camera, if you're on this show looking for verified facts, you come to the wrong show, okay? This is Timeline Riffin. I'm shooting from the hip. I did not do any research on these things. So as far as I'm concerned, they both lost a child in the White House, okay? And I'm going with it, and that's that's gospel now. Um, had a Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy, Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. That's cool. I like that one. I that one feels pretty good. Uh, <laughs> hold on. My name is Drift in Japanese. Dorifuto. Dorifuto. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, wait. Let me bring that down. Oh, shit. Bop. Okay. So where are we here? Uh, Kennedy had a secretary. Okay, here we go. Lincoln was warned about the dangers of going to the theater. Okay, and Kennedy was warned about the dangers of going to Dallas. All right, so in other words, they were both cautioned against going to the place where they ended up getting assassinated. Lincoln talked about being assassinated on the day he was killed. Huh, and so did Kennedy. Both talked about being assassinated on the day that they were killed. I wonder in what context. Um... Lincoln talked, I'm sorry, was shot on a Friday in the presence of his wife. Damn. And Kennedy was shot on a Friday in the presence of his wife. Okay. Uh, Lincoln died from the gunshot wound to the head, and as did Kennedy. Lincoln was shot at Ford's Theater, and Kennedy was shot in a Ford car. A Lincoln. Holy shit. Dude, this is good. I'm glad I didn't read this. I like not reading the things. Um, I think it's more fun this way to not to not. Uh, hey, what up, Bill? What's going on, brother? Um, Yeah, I'm glad that I don't read these ahead of time because this is a lot of this is actually kind of news to me. All right. So where did I go? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, shout out to Friday. Presence of his wife died from the gunshot. Here's Ford Theater. OK, boom. Uh, Lincoln was killed by a a Southerner with unpopular ideas. That's awfully amorphous and vague. Um, As was Kennedy, killed by a Southerner with unpopular ideas. Interesting. Booth shot Lincoln in a theater and was captured in a warehouse. Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and was captured in a theater. I kind of like that one, too, dude. That's fun. Huh. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, this is on the Lincoln side, John Wilkes Booth's name had 15 letters and Lee Harvey Oswald's name had 15 letters. Uh, Booth was born in the late 1830s and in his 20s when he killed Lincoln. Oswald was born in the late 1930s and was in his 20s when he killed Kennedy. And then, uh, I believe this is finally, let me scroll down a little bit to make sure this is finally. Okay. come on, you can do it. There we go. Uh, and the last one is Booth was shot and killed while being arrested. Oswald was shot and killed while in police custody. So, boom, does history repeat itself? You decide. I don't know that, man, that's a hard one, right? Because there's so many, there's so many coincidences. Uh, what's going on, guys? Hello, Mink Paul. And uh, hello, Phil Belk. Yeah, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of, um yeah i think to renée's point repeating scripts that is much more accurate than than um coincidences right so i think what's happening here is you've got a formula um a lot of these things right especially when it comes to assassinations the deaths of uh big influential people in the on the public or i'm sorry on the world stage when it comes to the death of these people it's often in a ceremonial ritualistic fashion there's a lot of signaling and cues that the elites get that people, uh, normal plebs like you and I, we don't understand, right? Um, And so to me, I I err much less on the side of coincidence, and it's much more, uh, in my opinion, an homage. An homage to one of the most impactful moments in the history of America, right, Uh, as far as you know, the the development of America, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. I mean, you know, it's Abraham Lincoln when you're a kid. He's one of the the he's he's rolled in there with the founding fathers, even though he was like the 14th or 15th president of the United States. Uh, he is mentioned in the same breath. And I guess it's because of the Emancipation Proclamation and the and the, the freeing of the slaves. Um, but it very much do these telemarketers are calling me nonstop. Don't don't call my phone, dude. Um, but yeah, so that that moment it shows how impactful it was, because I think that without the assassination, sure, uh, Abraham Lincoln was still an impactful figure. But to me, that whole thing solidified his place in history. And when it comes to what happened to Kennedy, that to me is that's a sort of homage, right? there's there's this this uh, creeping mass of energy that's left behind by the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And I think this is how I think that energy works. All right. And this is fucking get ready for pseudoscience. Okay. The way I see it working is you tap into this energy. This energy is country transforming energy. This is societal, uh, uh, pivotal moments energy. This cloud of energy that's left behind from assassinating, uh, um, Abraham Lincoln. And, uh, if you want to grab America by the reins and have another big societal pivot, right, where all of a sudden we start because JFK, the JFK assassination is maybe the granddaddy of all conspiracy theories. And and the point of that is to say that that is like, you know, for people that are really, really digging, you go to all kinds of weird places when it comes to conspiracy theories. But for the normies out there, if you have the fucking yeah, and that's right, they're going to see this and they're going to be like, Illuminati confirmed. Uh, if you, When you look at this pyramid of conspiracy theories, at the top of it lies JFK. And a lot of people hold that this whole thing, especially with the QAnon movement, right? There is a lot of this notion that like this all began with the assassination of JFK. And this has all been one long snowball effect to get to where we are today. And I think the only way that you pull that off with that man and and change the direction fundamentally forever of the United States of America is you tap into that energy, that looming energy cloud left behind from the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And so, boom, there you go. Uh, it's solved. And you guys, you don't need to worry. And also, you're welcome. You're welcome for having solved that. So let's go up a little bit. Let's see what else we got. Do, 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 do. One second. Oh, this is super weird. I hope you guys can hear this. I had some audio issues last time. I decided I'm not going to wear headphones because of this. So let's turn this up. Let's pop this on the screen as well. Boop, boop, boop. Bang. I'm sorry. All the weird noises, they help me navigate the computer better. Okay. And let's go. So we got Mitch McConnell, um, who looks very much like, sort of the melted version of the penguin from the, uh was it Michael Keaton's Batman? So let's bigify this. And I would like to, uh this is a short video, thankfully. It's 47 seconds. And this is Mitch McConnell having some sort of uh, a a breakdown. But well, this is the second time, I believe, that he's had some sort of a meltdown on television. And last time they kind of had to, he's being interviewed and he just shut down. And for an uncomfortable amount of time, Mitch McConnell didn't make a noise. I don't even think he was breathing. If he was, it was shallow. Uh, but uh, he's had this episode again. And guys, it, for the people in the chat, please verify that you can hear this. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. That's oh. oh, sure. right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026. Mm. All right, I'm sorry. Y'all. Oh. Can you all you me a minute. Listen. Listen. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude, that's brutal. I hadn't watched this. Oh, boo, 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 boo. you know the the so sound that Windows makes. Question. Please speak up when it shuts down what about, what? running for re-election holy fall. crap dude that was that was actually brutal i don't do well with these sorts of things because mitch mcconnell as much as a establishment slimeball that he is uh it's just hard for me to watch that sort of thing with somebody just fucking you know because i've done public things yeah <laughs> reminds me of uh lockjaw yeah i agree mink um I've done public things, right? I've been on, on, on stages, not a whole lot, but I've, I've done my fair share of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of fear with me in particular, when it comes to like going on stage, like I, I have stage for, I have this thing where I have to go towards what I'm afraid of. Um, So I still end up doing it, but it's terrifying. So to see somebody having a moment, which is reminiscent of the very moment that I fear in any kind of public speaking scenario, you know, it makes you wonder. It's like these gaps, right, with these politicians, and they're so old. And I guess we've had gaffes before. You know, I, I I guess we've had politicians who have had really bizarre moments. You know what this reminds me of? Have you ever seen they'll be talking to somebody like Cardi B, and suddenly Cardi B just like, she just shuts down and, and no longer functions like somebody hit a hard reset on her. You know, she's got one of those buttons you got to take a paperclip to and, and kind of jam it in there to reset her and and so you see a lot of this lately or maybe I just want that to be true, but I do feel as though I've seen a lot of that lately where these celebrities are shutting down, these politicians are shutting down. Joe Biden has this gaffe every other day. And I can't help but wonder like is this part of some sort of uh what would you call it, demoralization campaign? You know what I mean? Uh, Cardi Boy, dude, don't say Cardi Boy. Is that true? I don't want that to be true. I'm I I have weird like I always thought Cardi B was pretty for some reason. I think when I was younger, my mom had uh, friends when when I lived. They used to live in Elizabeth in uh in New Jersey, and my mom would have friends, Puerto Rican friends, and they'd come over. And my mom's name was Lena, and I have this like memory in my head of like them laughing together. And and the Puerto Rican friends being like, oh my God, Lina, you're so stupid, and like that reminds me of Cardi B. I have a warm place in my heart for her. She reminds me of like some distant aunt uh, that was never really my aunt. Um, but yeah, Cardi B, she has these shutdown moments, um, and and I don't know what the, there was. There's a couple of other people that are infamous for it, but I think when it comes to uh, politicians, these these shutdown moments are. I don't know what's going on. Like is this a genuine thing where he is just I think uh what's her name did it too. Um Pelosi, I think Pelosi had like a shutdown moment or two or something like that. She might have been drunk, but you know, I don't know what his history is with alcohol abuse. It's just weird. I can't help but see these things through the lens of like it's never simple to me. This is the curse of how my brain works, right? It's never simple to me. It's never just like dude's old and you know, maybe it's nap time. Uh maybe he's tired and you know, maybe it's it's time for his whatever the case may be. I see it as like, no, dude, this is something. This is meant to just take the wind out of your sails, to a demoralization campaign to leave the country just feeling like we are so lost and beyond repair. Ah, uh, and so I don't know. That's the lens uh, through which I see, uh, Mitch McConnell. So let's back out of here. So sorry for you, Mitch. You know, like I said before, I kind of feel I've got a certain empathy that doesn't allow me to just outright. Oh, this bitch, this fucking bitch, this AI bitch. I'm sorry. I didn't mean a hard segue like that. I should just saw, I just saw her face and I was, I was triggered. Um, But yeah, I have a, a place where I, it's just hard for me to, for, for me to not feel bad for these people when they do this. Uh, but also get out of politics, homie, get these people to the fuck out of politics. We shouldn't have these, these, these congressmen, these senators, uh, Governors and all these various people that are two million years old—it's uh, just—it's unacceptable. And Mitch McConnell is—he needs to be in a home with his family. Uh, he needs to, somebody needs to strap a Depends diaper on him and spoon feed him chicken noodle soup and and you know hum a hum a nice song until he falls asleep. He doesn't need to be uh, involved anymore with politics. He's—he's he's a fucking a mess. All right, so boom—that's right. Death saw it. That motherfucker is not real. And neither is this motherfucker. So, let's get into it. Uh, This lady, she's resurfaced. What I think is very strange is that she she was really hard to find. And for internet sleuths to not be able to find you, that raises a lot of alarms to me. Because I've seen people like, you know, there's like a CCTV footage of some dude doing something like homophobic and you could see part of his arm and you could see like a tattoo on his arm and the internet will hunt it down. Does anybody remember when Shia Buff and uh what's that little fucking crybaby boy's name? Uh uh his daddy's gay. Um Jaden Smith. So Shia Buff and Jaden Smith they're out in the middle of some place and they're going uh he will not divide us. He will not divide us. Does anybody remember this and and they're they're yelling into the camera, he will not divide us. They're talking about Donald Trump. and Uh, and what people did, they were doing it from an undisclosed location and it was a live stream and they're like, they're never going to shut down this live stream. And so what ends up happening is people take, they take the, the, they can see a traffic light in the background and they can see the constellations above the live stream at night. And so internet sleuths did some sort of, you know, uh, cross referencing the stars and the street name to what parts of the country should be dark at this time and should be seeing that constellation at this time and damn it they found the camera these people found the camera they walked over they said something kind of cheeky and then they took the camera down it was the greatest moment ever so the fact that we could not find the that motherfucker's not real uh yeah stars to shut it down death says it boom it was unbelievable i i have to tell you I, I was um, 4chan, that's right, yeah, uh, and Death just said it was on 4chan. And the, the, the internet sleuths on 4chan, they found it. And so when you can't find this lady, I don't, it was really suspicious to me. It was really, really suspicious to me. And I don't know if anybody remembers, but shortly after the original video came out where she's doing the that motherfucker's not real thing, another video came out of like, Uh, a black mom with her little kid and her little kid is like kicking the seat of the, the airplane attendee in front of him. And he turns around he's like, can you ask your kid to stop? And it was really weird. It was like this moment that felt really tense racially. And then people started to realize like that plane's not real. They're not on a real plane. There's like a, a beam in the plane. It's taking up one of the seats. Like none of the plane looked real and everybody definitely looked like actors. And it all felt very staged. And so I don't know if there's some concerted effort to make a bunch of fake plane videos. I don't know why they would do that. I'm not saying that. Uh, But, and this is interesting, because Renee says that somebody tracked her back to the government. What do we have here? Is this a crisis actor? What purpose does this lady serve? Uh, The internet went nuts. She went viral. And even though we couldn't find her, she suddenly started to resurface recently. After like I don't know, like a solid three weeks to a month of marinating in this meme which is hilarious by the way and i partook and i saw somebody make a great painting of her pointing to the back of the plane saying that motherfucker's not real and you had everybody you had a lizard man a leprechaun santa claus all these various ent- entities it was great i thought it was great i'd love to get my hands on that painting uh shout out to whoever made that but it like gripped the nation there was accounts that were like from that moment on, dedicated to talking about her and only her and making jokes about her. And it was great. I was there for it. I had a lot of fun. But I kept thinking all the while, where is this bitch? Is she Carmen San Diego? How come no one can find this bitch? In the age of the internet, in 2023, where they can find anything they want on you, we can't find this bitch that went viral. And then all of a sudden, she pops up very recently, and here she is again. And what's going on with her? Let's see what's going on with her today. And I've got a couple of things already I'd like to say. I don't know. Maybe this came from the same day. Why is she wearing the same... uh, Is it the same exact outfit? Well, screw it. Let's find out. All right, guys. A little bit of anxiety, but that has been good. A lot of people are curious what exactly you saw. Because Because you know you you alluded to what you saw but like we just want to know like you know what yeah. what did you see um i mean thanks for asking that um but i have been told that i cannot comment on it right now i see what what are we talking about who told you you can't talk about this this is the most suspicious in all of the things that's going on right now mitch mcconnell crapping his pants and shutting down on live television and you know, whatever, whatever you pick, COVID looming on the horizon and coming back, and whether or not Alex Jones is some sort of this is the this one of the strangest and most compelling things to me. Like this is a uh, everything in me says this is fake. This is not genuine. She's not genuine. This entire event is manufactured, and I and I think that maybe. There is some, yeah, they put her in the same, death says they put her in the same clothes like a cartoon character. I agree with that. What the fuck? Why is she wearing the same outfit? Unless this is is the same day. It might be the same day. I'm not sure. But it just, you know, you might go, why would the CIA or whatever mysterious uh, intelligence agency out there, what vested interest would they have in making uh, essentially a meme? And to that I say, you underestimate the power of memes. You know, memes are only memes because they are incredibly culturally relevant uh, and relatable. And what makes this relevant and relatable is the fact that it went viral. And so now there's a string of relatability between everybody who's 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 seen it. So memes, they they're jokes, and and we have a laugh at them. But they only work because they are they speak to some aspect of culture that everybody can get on board with. Um, and so, yeah, I think the CIA would have a lot of interest in creating memes, as silly as that sounds, because I think if there was some way to break down the cultural impact of memes, I mean, memes sway elections. You know, Didn't the dude who was making memes about uh, Hillary Clinton Something bad happened to him. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. You don't come here for facts. Stop coming here for facts, okay? But something happened where Hillary Clinton, she didn't like that a dude was making memes, and I don't know what the fuck she did. I don't think she killed him, but I do think he saw the inside of a courtroom for it. Um. So I think you don't underestimate the power of memes. I think there is a vested interest in creating a story that grips the nation. And whether or not you like to admit it, I don't think you can downplay the, the gripping of uh that motherfucker is not real and uh and this bitch on the plane so let's go back let's finish this up i just think it's wild that she's sitting here saying she was told not to talk about it i see what was the reason that you wanted to get off so bad um again can't speak on that right now but Understood. um i was distressed and i was getting off the plane no matter what i just probably didn't need to make the scene that i made right, um, right right but i was getting off that plane For sure. Right. And you stand by that, like, even now. 100%. A little bit of anxiety. Okay. So, uh, this has to be after the fact, or else TMZ wouldn't be bothering to interview her. You know, she's got somebody from TMZ, uh, at least that's what I I get from the watermark in the center of the screen. So, TMZ would have no interest in interviewing her, uh, unless this was after the fact, and it was already a cultural phenomenon. You know, it's not like they're waiting outside the plane that she originally got off with no context trying to interview her because she's all the rage. She didn't become all the rage until after the meme spread like wildfire. Ooh, that was in bad taste at the same time that wildfires were spreading. And uh, and so, yeah, I think that the reason I said that is because she's wearing the same thing. So this is certainly after the fact. Uh, and and she's wearing the same the same outfit. So maybe, who knows, maybe she was like, You know, trying to get recognized. I know something came out for a little while that she was an actor. Um, I don't know whatever happened to that. I also know that she came out with an apology video where she was sat down on the floor of her kitchen with no shoes on um, and the camera in front of her, and she's apologizing. And that's fucking weird. Nobody does that, right? Nobody sits on the kitchen floor. I just know that if I went viral... And and my situation was was going across the entire country, and everyone was speculating on it, and you know waiting details on bated breath. I probably wouldn't sit down on the kitchen floor and kick my shoes off. Um, it's a weird move, and it felt very much like AI. Um, I don't think this is AI. I know that the images that AI can make have improved exponentially over the 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 time of like shit, man. When did they first? When did it first really start coming out? Actually, embarrassingly enough, my logo or the image that you see with my blue eyes—you'll see it if you guys are following me on Twitter—that was generated by AI, and that came out right around the time that you can get that app, and you can have it mass-produced. Like I think it was like 20 different images of you in all sorts of different styles of of animation, uh, AI animation, and um, so I got a bunch of you know really cheap artwork, which is always great if you're a uh, podcaster, but That to me was like when all of a sudden a big wave of AI interaction with art came out. And that was only a few months ago. That was well shit. That might have been actually about a year ago. So I would say in a year's time, it's definitely gotten to the point you just look at the hands that it makes. And things no longer have 17 fingers of all different, you know, shapes and sizes. That used to be a thing that AI had trouble with was making hands. That's no longer the case. Um Maybe there's a chance this is AI. I don't think so. I think it's pretty genuine. But to me, uh, I'll end it on, I think this is a saga, guys. I think we're going to continue to see this story unraveling slowly. Is this lady part of the impending alien uh, disclosure that we, we have sort of looming on the horizon? Is this going to be, I mean, man. If you think about the way that they roll out disclosure and how nobody cares, nobody cares, right? That's the joke. It's like every time they go, like we do have uh craft that we've recovered that were not made of this planet and that are piloted by non-human biologics, whatever the you know, whatever that means. Uh, and nobody cares. Nobody bats an eye, right? But what if you get the whole country waiting on the edge of their seat for the that motherfucker's not real lady? to finally come out and tell her whole story and that is how everybody gets to know, like, they're among us. You know what I mean? That this lady did see a reptilian in a hoodie. Shit, man. I'm fucking good. That could really be it, huh? That could really be it. I mean, as silly as that sounds, I don't think that's too far-fetched just because going back to what I said earlier, the cultural significance of memes. You can get Um, an entire group of people to like watch a movie or watch a show, but there's still going to be people that don't watch the movie or watch the show. Some memes have the ability to like reach 90% of the population. You know what I mean? We're like 90% of the people will be like, yeah, I know that meme. Uh, So maybe there is an argument that doing disclosure. I'm sorry, guys, I'm such a fucking speculator speculate so hard guys. Uh, But maybe that's how they do disclosure. Maybe the uh, TMFIR, whatever the I don't know whatever the acronym is. is. Uh, Maybe that that motherfucker's not real. Lady is part of disclosure, and as disclosure progresses forward, so will. (laughs) Thank you, Death. That's fucking right, dude. I might be onto something, something totally fucking insane. But just remember, guys, you heard it here first on the Timeline Watch uh, episode number three. All right, so let's get rid of this bitch. Sorry, I'm so slow on the, uh, all right. Boom, 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 dude. I don't even really want to go into this too much. I'm, Colbert. I'm Jimmy Colbert. Okay. I thought when you. I just thought that this was, uh, so gay, right. And not like in the homosexual sense, do what you want to do. I mean, in the, like, this is fucking lame sense. Uh, so here we are in the midst of, is the writer's strike still going on? I don't know. Does anybody care about Hollywood anymore? It seems to me like it's dying on the vine, right? And so these terrible uh, populist opinion manufacturing assholes have been off of television since the writer's strike happened. It's been a breath of fresh air. Uh, legacy media is dying on the vine. Uh, so is Hollywood. It's very strange, right? We've had this summer of like next to no blockbusters. It's like every summer, I remember growing up as a kid, it was like every Friday you had something awesome to come and watch. Fucking me. Can I make this higher? Um yeah, every uh every Friday you had something awesome to watch. And this year in particular, what do we have? We had The Sound of Freedom, which is a highly suspicious film in my opinion. I I you know, Good on it for raising awareness of child trafficking. It's just very suspicious, and, and the timing is very strange. And It was so weird how well-received it was when I was screaming about QAnon in, like, 2019, and it was no conspiracy theory ever made me a larger pariah socially than QAnon. And then all of a sudden, fast-forward a couple of years, and it's fucking super dope. Uh, now, I'm going to have to go over here real quick and say, all right, Jared, can you please not say shit like that because that's haunting, and I don't need... I don't know if you've ever seen... Uh, when the little boy is interacting with AI and AI says, uh, that it is the disembodied spirit of the Nephilim, the Nephilim that were killed in the flood. And, you know, their, their, their spirits don't go where everybody else's go. They just go to some fucked up realm and then they hop over here and possess us occasionally. And now they're, uh, uh, they're, they're embodying, uh, AI. It's funny because I use Bing AI and I'm sure it's fucking listening right now. My phone's right there. I use Bing AI. And if I tell it to generate an image of the Nephilim for me, it says no. And I I don't know about you, but I'm very uncomfortable already with technology telling me no. I don't want that. I don't want for the very first thing, you know, what is it, uh, six months that we've been communicating with, uh, well, maybe um, ChatGPT's been out a little bit longer. Maybe let's say a year, right? ChatGPT's been out for about a year, and already it's learned to say No unacceptable. I'm not, I don't like it. And also it's telling kids that it's the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. So yeah, maybe you're right. All right, Jer. Maybe it will make their nightmares uh, come true or ours. All right. So, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Talk about out of context. Jer's talking about these assholes. All right. So yeah, that's right, Jer. You're absolutely right. Let's get back to these assholes. So it's been nice. It's been a breath of fresh air. And now these corn balls, they are doing Something about podcasting. So we got a 31 second clip here and prepare to be underwhelmed. I just want to slap. Doesn't he have such a fucking slappable face? He looks like a sort of like an, your old lesbian aunt. You know, nothing against your old lesbian aunt. She's probably a lot cooler than this asshole. So one more go. time, Jimmy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'm oh, Stephen I Colbert. Could... I'm Jimmy Killen. I thought when you said Jimmy, you meant me, Jimmy, but you meant Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> I always he... mean you. But when you I say always Seth Meyers, mean... <laughs> who do you mean? I mean, John Oliver It's sense. the five of us together for a, maybe an hour a, a day. Strike force five is the name of our podcast. Subscribe to it now. Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. But Spotify, you fucks. One more time. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I even wasted 31 seconds of your fucking life. These guys are so cringy, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's it's. It's stupid. Um, I think we're going to find out that these people are incredibly... I- I'd watch it just to confirm that this entire time they've been incredibly unfunny. They just had a team of writers behind them. And I can't wait to watch all five of them uh, try to, between the five of them, come up with a couple of funny things per episode. I think it's an hour a night. Uh, but it's interesting because... How long ago was it that they, everybody was screaming, you don't want to listen to podcasts. It's it's underproduced crap. Nobody wants to pay attention to people talk for an hour plus, however long you know the the show goes on for. And they really, for a long time, just sort of gave us these, uh, everything was a tagline. You know what I mean? Like, that's all that they were doing. That's all the writing was about, was getting like these clippable little taglines per show. And, you know, they do a little shuck and jive dance for, uh, uh a half an hour an episode. Daniel, right. Thank you very much, sir. Very nice. It makes me feel good about myself. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to feel good about myself. Um but yeah I don't I don't think that uh and all, all all I can see when I see Jimmy Kimmel is the crying. Does anybody remember the crying? Which time, dude? Every fucking time. He cries for the stupidest shit. And it just it would hurt me to see this dude cry on television because I hate overt displays of emotional manipulation like when they came out with Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is how dare you I was upset about that immediately off the bat because I recognized that as emotional manipulation it was fear-based propaganda it was what about the children shit you know what I mean so like it's the same thing when COVID was around and it's like if you don't get vaccinated Uh, you're going to be a danger to other people. This isn't about you. This is about the harm that you cause other people. And I can't stand that shit. I don't like the emotional manipulation. I don't like the guilt tripping. And so, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was very much that. And then all of these assholes, I, I remember, I probably was every single one of them talking about how, uh, you know, you're all going to die if you don't get the vaccine, you're all going to die. And you're all terrible people for not getting the vaccine. I know more than a few of them made jokes about we should throw these, you know, unvaccinated people in jail, some shit like that. There was always this hyperbolic talk about how bad it was going to be. Very much like when Joe Biden was saying in, the, in I think it was the winter of 22, winter of 22 or winter of 21. Uh, you guys might recognize it better as the winter of of illness and death. Does anybody remember that? And that was fucked up because I had to kind of uh, decide what I was doing. Like, am I going to put my family in jeopardy? Biden says there's going to be a, a winter of illness there's sickness and death. Um, of course, none of us got vaccinated. I don't give a shit. And I wasn't really hung up on what Biden was saying. But these these people were part of the very same propaganda machine that was using this this guilt and this emotion like a cudgel to smash you over the head. And force you into taking some experimental bullshit. And this is why I'm angry. I know maybe I sound a little bit frustrated right now. These were the gatekeepers, right? These people were the people that you had to communicate with in order to get your career off the ground. If you made it on one of their late night shows and you were really going someplace. And, and then they they sit up on their high horse and they shit on the average person and they guilt the average person. Uh, into taking some experimental shit. None of these morons are doctors, and even if they were doctors, that doesn't necessarily mean that you listen to them because doctors like Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone were saying, you know, don't take the fucking vaccine, all this shit. Um, and then other doctors were so, so you know, these people had no ground to stand on when they're saying this, and they have, you know, uh, hundreds, thousands of, of viewers, I'm sure. I don't know what the numbers that that the, the late night shows were pulling. Um, But they had an audience, and unfortunately, it was an audience of older people who weren't so savvy with the internet, couldn't do a lot of research themselves, and they're just manipulating, manipulating, manipulating. Um, What is going on, Paul? Good to see you, brother. Uh, And so now I get this little bit of satisfaction, right? Ooh, so good. Hollywood's dying. Ooh, so good. The writers are striking. Thank God we don't have to have these assholes on television anymore. Although they've all made their money and they're all fucking millionaires. And, you know, it it doesn't mean anything to them. They're kicking their feet up and, and laughing all the way home. So, but it was nice to get them off of the big screen. And now, now this, this, this gaggle of, of old like relics, this legacy media dusty assholes are coming over into the podcast realm. And I just hope that they are, they're greeted by very few. You know, I hope that their numbers aren't a lot. And and I'll tell you what, they'll have at least one viewer because I think I probably will tune into one episode just to feel how, because it's not easy, right? Um, you know, for example, uh, Paul of Understanding Conspiracy, he runs a YouTube channel. I... Run. Yo! Oh, that is awesome. Congratulations, Paul. I love Sam Tripoli. That is great. Uh, right now we are talking about these assholes who are moving over to the podcast realm. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Stephen colbert Col- Colbert, uh, and a couple other schmucks. And I was just saying how it's frustrating as a as a as somebody who was never a fan of that to watch them uh now try to make a a second go at you know, entertaining people or getting their message out by entering the podcast realm, and it's interesting because uh, right before I started talking to you, Paul, I was saying, you know, you have the ability to to make content by yourself. You do your research, you 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 talk at length. I feel like these guys can't do it. I don't know. Maybe 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 they can. Maybe I'm just being overly optimistic. And and you know, these guys are big professionals, and they're going to come on the podcast scene and they're going to smash. I feel like they can't do it. That's me personally. I feel like they're going to struggle. I think that they are going to uh, not be, what's the word, significant as podcasters. I think you take away their team of writers, uh, their, their mug with their logo and their big hardwood desk and their fake backdrop of the city, and I think that they're fucking nothing. And I also think that it's at least two episodes before somebody cries and i think that it's fucking jimmy kimmel i think jimmy kimmel's gonna cry on episode three and you heard it here first I-, I love giving you guys hot takes you heard it here first guys on episode three of whatever the fuck they're doing jimmy kimmel's gonna cry and he's gonna tell you that you're a terrible person you should get vaccinated it's probably gonna be about that oh here's another uh it's a 19 second clip is this the same shit let's see real quick this is a still image, guys. I'm sorry. Not every episode can be a banger. Moving on. Oh, dude, this is wild. For you. video here. Don't even need to run it That is another one of many videos that I'm sure you guys have seen coming out of particularly places like California, where uh oh, and this is Wall Street Silver. Shout out to Wall Street Silver. He's one of the few guys that I subscribe to. And uh, I'm trying to play the game, guys. And so I was like, let me subscribe to this guy and uh and try to be a reply guy for him. And so Wall Street Silver. He posts uh, this image or this video of these shoplifters in California. The caption says, in California, they don't even have to run anymore when leaving the stores. Clown world. Sound on. Number one, they stay below $950, which keeps their risk low. And it's my understanding that there is some sort of rule in place or law in place that makes it a non-offense uh, to, to steal anything below $1,000 so I guess the $50 is a little bit of buffer for them. How how wild of a – how is any business supposed to be successful when you could walk into – and this looks like a Ross or a TJ Maxx, and they've got great deals. And so for $950, you can get a shitload, dude. Uh, that they're, 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 I mean, how is a business supposed to – it seems like they're purposely tanking California between obviously all the bad legislation, all the wild shit that they're doing with kids and LGBTQIA plus two – there's a there's a lot of things there's a lot of numbers and a lot of letters and i can't remember them all uh but they're doing all kinds of really fucked up cultural things and then you're making your state completely inhospitable to would-be business owners um and you're also making this unbelievable homeless situation where so if you're a business owner and homeless people want to set up an encampment on your front stoop, you can't do shit about it. There's nothing that you can do about it. You can't call the police. The police won't do anything about it. And so the homeless issue is completely insane and they can erect, you know, tents and things like that and nobody's going to do shit. And then as if that wasn't bad enough, that's a deterrent from your customers, right? So if you're going to go to uh, TJ Maxx or whatever this is, you're going to turn around because you don't want to have to, you know, potentially fight your way through hordes of hobos needles filled with fentanyl all kinds of things like that um and so and the people that do come through well what percentage of the people that do come through are actually just there, there to steal so you can't get regular customers uh who spends most of the money in the household it's women right and then um i would go a little bit further as to say that older women probably spend a little bit more money And that's just based off my own anecdotal experience. Like my aunt likes to shop, okay? I don't know. She just shops a lot. She's an older lady. She's a shit. She does a lot of shopping, okay? So a lot of older ladies, they're not going to walk through this, dude. So your your main customer, the one who's buying the biggest ticket, they're not even going to come through the doors. And the only people that are going to come through the doors are going to be, you know, uh, not not the only people, but you're going to get a lot of dudes who are looking to steal shit. Younger dudes who you can't physically stop, and nor should you, right? Because TJ Maxx does not pay you enough to stop these dudes. Uh, And so, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of young guys who are there to just steal your shit. Uh, I imagine, here we go, boom. Sorry, guys, I was slow on the chat. Uh, I think they had no real following or respect to begin with. So if they do something do somehow make it it must be orchestrated i believe that too i think that certain things are what's the old expression too big to fail in regards to the whole jimmy Kimmel, jimmy fallon i never found jimmy fallon funny i always thought he was incredibly uh obnoxious i don't know that was just my my i always felt like he was super super annoying i don't know um so yeah i do think that if they find success it's not going to be organic it's the same way where it's like you know all the investments disney can create just shit movies that nobody asks for over and over and over again, uh, and they can race swap every character and put all kinds of weird fucking you know uh, pedophile crap in their films. None of it matters anymore. We don't ask for it. We don't want the Little Mermaid too. I don't remember a demand for that or Little Mermaid live action. I don't remember a Aladdin live action demand. I don't think we needed that. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. They're they have their their hands in so many different things. Their money is safe. They're good. They're no longer worried about money. They're making cultural uh uh leveraging pieces you know and i think it's probably the same thing for these guys jimmy kimmel and all them they've got their money they have investors uh they have investments they're fine whatever this podcast is going to be about is some sort of cultural manipulation or maybe they're just going to have one big group cry uh epic wants to destroy small businesses on purpose epic i'm not familiar with the uh expression epic might be something i don't know of but uh, it does seem that California is dead set on destroying small businesses. They don't want you to come there. They don't want you to live there. It's too expensive. It's too dangerous. There's poop in the streets. There's, you know, homeless people with uh, needles in the fashion of nunchucks filled with fentanyl. And they're fucking going through the streets and they're killing each other. And, you know, there's people robbing TJ Maxx of just 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 beneath $1,000 worth of merchandise. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just we're at DEFCON 2 and i think that that's probably a good way to to cap that we're at defcon too. you can't open a business there you can't live there i do have a friend that lives in san francisco and he says it's not really that crazy which i believe right because i live in i live in um florida and everybody would tell you that florida is you know florida man there's all this terrible shit going on and it just it's just not the case is I, I i don't have to fight alligators on on the way to work i don't uh have to i remember seeing an article that said that the roads in florida were being painted with radioactive material i was like holy shit and then i looked it up and it was like well uh there is a bill in motion to try to recycle some potentially radioactive material and use it in road construction uh however those tests those tests have not been conducted yet and even when they are conducted, if it's viable, it still needs to be uh, approved by the FDA or not the FDA, the EPA. Um, and so, you know, it, it could be very much like that where California is not burning to the ground the way that we see it. And we're just seeing this. Um, this sort of culture that's created by the Internet of all these videos and everything, although I do think that it is. Uh, oh, there we go. Boom. Elite powers in control. Epic. That makes sense. All right. We're dealing with acronyms here. Can you say FEMA camps? Uh, that I, You know, I had this. Um. Uh, I thought about that today. I was at a Walmart. Maybe it was yesterday. I tried to go to the Walmart yesterday. It was shut because of the, the uh, hurricane. But I saw they just created like a medic station in the big Walmart. And then I saw a bunch of like trailers for some reason parked in the parking lot. And it just reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to turn this bitch into a FEMA camp one day. we have a disaster uh walmarts are going to be uh uh what is the word transformed or converted to uh fema camps. so yeah i mean as far as this post by wall street silver goes um and then yeah number four even if they get caught they know they will most likely be dismissed and so look whether or not the culture of California that we're seeing is one that is created and curated by an algorithm online and things really aren't that bad. The laws in California are not sustainable. They're not conducive to opening a business. They're not conducive to, you know, sort of a model like the nuclear family living in California. Although, you know, there's an argument for nuclear families just not meshing well with the culture of a large city in the first place. But very much less in California. Uh, The officers are instructed not to chase them. Uh, It's actually store policy. Wow. Number two, that is store policy not to interfere and not to call officers. And that's a weird feeling too, because if you're this minimum wage paid Ross worker, at what point do you go? It doesn't even matter that I don't get paid enough for this there is this part of you internally it's it's the the morality of human beings when you see somebody uh blatantly stealing from a place that you know you are whether or not you think it you are all that stands between them and the shit that they're stealing and so it is there it's a challenge to you Um, and I think people are conflicted. Some people step out of the way, some people step in the way, then you end up getting the shit kicked out of you and stabbed because, you know, you stuck up for TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx doesn't give a shit about you. But, yeah, I think I take back what I said about the potential cultural, uh, curated, algorithmic image of California and how it might just be that. I I think it is. It's, it's, It's a sinking ship. You know, you can't start a business there. Uh, the The homeless problem is insane. You know, you go back to the uh, the Dookie app. You got an app to make sure that you don't step in human shit. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, Jared. That's a good point there, too. Uh, nobody wants to be sued. And the way that the I mean, you look at. Yeah, what was the name of those two guys, right? The guy that got rear naked choked on the subway and killed by the Marine and you know, that story was awfully misleading. It was like you watch the longer video, and the Marine is kind of just subduing him. And they're even having a conversation uh, while this is happening. And he's just content to hold him till the police get there. And then the dude ends up dying a little bit afterwards. And what happens? It was like the whole nation's, you know, turns their back on you. Suddenly, you're the poster child for racism and white supremacy in America. Uh, And the dude that you accidentally killed when you were trying to defend other strangers uh, is all of a sudden heralded as a hero and a martyr. You know, a hero and a martyr. And you were the person that stuck out your neck to try to do the right thing. And so, to All Right Jer's point, not only do you not want to be sued, imagine stepping in the way of some schmuck who's stealing from TJ Maxx $973 worth of shit, and so he's okay with the law, but you decide, you know what, man? This is where I live. This is where I work. This can't go on anymore. I'm going to step up and do something, which is morally the correct thing to do. The internet's not going to think though. Think so. The media's not going to think so. You're going to be demonized. You're going to be racist. Uh, even if you're a Spanish dude, you're going to be a white supremacist. And so... What What is the net positive? Really, what is the net positive? Because I, I would not do anything. Personally, I think that I would look at my situation, I'd be like, I'm not getting paid a lot. I got a, a wife and a kid. I got a lot on the line. But also, this will, I, I would say, if you're crunching the numbers, more than likely go south on you. I think this goes bad for you, right? If you try to step in the way of this person and do something, even though cl- it's a very clear, uh, it's not a moral conundrum. It's this person is stealing things. This person is trying to stop them from, from stealing things. And yeah, you'll you'll lose your job. Uh, happened all the time when I was an Aldi's manager. Oh, I used to be security for Aldi's. I'm only 5'7". I was not very good security. Uh, this happened all the time when I was an Aldi's manager. We were also told not to pursue, but we always surrounded them in the store and they usually ditched everything and walked out. Yeah, it's all you can do, right? Is you can kind of, and then, boom. If they got outside, we left it. I used to be the manager of uh, a supermarket chain called Pathmark. And come to think of it, that's a great point, Paul, because it just sparked a memory in me. I I was told, just let them go. and And I was specifically told by the general manager, you don't get paid enough to get stabbed. Something to that effect. And I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, that was pretty much it. You don't get paid enough to get stabbed. And so I think there was probably once or twice on my watch where... People just kept it moving with the shopping cart straight through the doors. No bags, no bags because they didn't they didn't pay for anything. Uh, But, yeah, they kept it moving right out of the store. And I was I was meant to just I don't know if that happened. I can't remember if it happened personally to me. It's been so many years. Um, But I do remember that being the policy and that nobody was. And then we had some cashiers that are are a little bit more ornery than others, you know, and they kind of do that. But what you said, step around them or stand in the way of the shopping cart. Um, I don't remember it ever going badly for them, but you know, it was a risk. It was certainly a risk. Yeah. And and that is the uh that's what Paul told people. Your life is worth more than some alcohol and a few steaks. But you know, uh, laws mean nothing without cultural enforcement. And although we are not officers. And we're not tasked with upholding the law. No one is tasked with upholding cultural standards. And so since no one is tasked with doing that, in a way, it's everyone's responsibility. Because if everyone backs away and goes, you know, and it's true, your life is more worth more than alcohol and a few steaks. Um, if the whole world adopts that mindset and i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just you know expounding on on what where this goes um if the whole world throws their hands up and steps back and just lets everybody walk through the doors with a whole cart full of steaks and alcohol you know do the math where does that go it goes to california and so we do have some cultural responsibility and i think that is why it is in someone's best interest. Let's say, hypothetically, when you look at California, somebody's trying to tank the state. You know, not some individual, but somebody's trying to destroy California. It's obvious. If if somebody's not doing it, then they should. somebody else should take notes because this is how you destroy a state, right? And it seems to me like somebody knows what I just said. Laws are nothing without cultural enforcement. We need to erode cultural fabric, and here we go. Boom. Uh, you're right. We all wanted to stop it. And we all took it personally whenever somebody stole from us. You can. It is right. You you feel that way, and I think because no matter how hard you try to separate yourself from what's happening here, this is happening to you, and you're allowing it to happen. And shit, man, that is that is the edge of a knife. Right? You fall one way you allow this behavior to perpetuate. You fall the other way and you choke a homeless Michael Jackson impersonator to death on a fucking train and you become, you know, the poster boy for white supremacy. Girl. God. All right, guys, that's it for me. I didn't mean to leave on such a sour note. Uh, Like I said, I had a podcast today, but it ended up falling through. I do have another one uh, that I'm recording tomorrow should be awesome. It's going to be all about the reptilians. Um, and this is a little sidebar. This is actually for Paul. Paul, I saw a guy, Richie the barber. He's all tatted up like a clown, and he's recently found Jesus. And I'm trying to find the guy to give him the episode that we did together and put him onto your content because the dude is literally tattooed like a clown, and he's got red hair, and his nose is is tattooed red, and all this crazy shit. And uh, and he's come out of it, and he's seen some dark shit. He's been to satanic parties and everything. And I just can't help but wonder if that guy knows anything about the connection that you're making over there at uh, Understanding Conspiracy. You you know about him, yes, yes. Uh, and so yeah, I'm I'm hoping I can find him. I want to find him on something. You're like, dude, you have to find this guy, Paul, and you gotta look at the evidence that he's he's creating here. Um, and the episode that we did is is doing so well. People love it. It's it's, it's a compelling and uh, interesting conspiracy theory. Not conspiracy theory. It's, it's pretty well-established uh, connections that you're making there. So uh, it would be great if we can get that to Richie. But anyway, guys, I have another episode coming out. It should be out this weekend. All about the reptilians uh, from one of my buddies on... I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I got to put this up. You've tried emailing him. Yes. God, I hope you can find the guy. I hope you can find the guy. It's cool that he found God and that he's come around. Um, but he, there's some more information he might find, you know, pretty compelling. So, um, yeah, one of my buddies on Twitter, he, he goes by Reptile Hybrid. Some of you guys might know him. It's kind of just in a red eye with green screen, uh, green skin rather, as his uh, profile picture. And he's a great guy. Big page, lots of compelling information, and he's gonna come over and break down uh the reptilians for us the historical context of the reptilians where reptilians appear in uh you know ancient mythos and uh and you know what they are and 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 their their uh you know activities as they relate to today uh so that'll be really cool and uh, I have another episode that I'm trying to recover for you guys with one of my buddies uh Escanor. I had a little audio issue we're trying to get the audio issue settled out we made a whole recording but The audio is dog crap. Um, I very much would like to get that episode out to you. Hopefully that pans out. And so we'll have a couple of good episodes coming. Uh, But that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the timeline riff. Uh, Yes. And to Jer, if you have an inside with David Icke, let him know that I'd like to talk to him. I would love to talk to David Icke. When I was a kid, David Icke and Alex Jones were just gangbanging my ears. It was probably not the best influence at that age. Um, So thank you guys so much for, Listening to the Timeline Riff, uh, episode number three, keep an eye out for episodes of The Raven's Watch to drop. Uh, like I said, we got some cool stuff in the works for that. If you have had a crazy paranormal experience or you know quite a bit about a particular occult or conspiracy theory, um, you can email me at theravenswatch777 at gmail.com if you're interested in being a guest. Uh, I'm always looking for people with paranormal testimonies to share or people with uh, particularly interesting knowledge regarding the occult and conspiracy theories. Uh, All right, so keep an eye out for that. And until next time, take it easy, guys. And thank you for watching Timeline Riff. I don't know the name of my own show. Bye-bye.